0: Welcome to Valkyrie Garage, celebrating female strength.
1: Oh hey, welcome to episode 10 of the Valkyrie Garage. This is the final episode of season one, can you believe it? And our guest is Monica Robelicki. Monica is a six foot tall blonde Viking shield maiden of a strong woman who competes as a super heavyweight in the U.S. Strongman division. And she and I met at the Beast of the Bay earlier this year where she won the women's heavyweight division. She uh, is just getting started. She's taken a bunch of titles in her first year competing as a strongwoman, and she's going to accomplish even bigger and better things as she gets rolling. But in this conversation, we dive deep into the weird world of bikini competitions, into what it's like to beat an eating disorder, into what it's like to wear Lane Bryant when you're in high school, and what it's like to wear other women's knee sleeves as your elbow sleeves, and into her faith and what it means to her and what she does in her spare time and how that might involve uh, bales of hay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we cover a lot of ground. I hope you enjoy our conversation.
0: Okay, cool. Well, let's dive in. Monica, tell me about yourself. What's your origin story? How did you become so awesome? And what uh, did you have to overcome to get so awesome?
2: Uh, <laughs> um. Well... I'm from Florida originally I grew up in Orlando actually just outside Orlando and I moved to California about eight and a half years ago Um, and I have tried all kinds of different various fitness things to be healthy Um, I used to be really overweight like almost um, I got pretty close to 300 pounds and I just wanted to not continue down that path. And so I, you know, tried all kinds of things. Um, I got into running first and did a lot of long distance, um, races, a lot of half marathons and marathons. And I kind of wanted to, uh, stretch myself a little bit and try other things. And I've tried, um, MMA. I did, I did MMA for a little bit. Um, I've done, boxing and kickboxing, and uh, I got into weightlifting about five years ago, um, just doing more like bodybuilding style, you know, training,
0: uh-huh.
2: and I competed uh, once um, uh, five years ago in a bodybuilding comp. I did a bikini comp. Um, no way. Yeah. It, I mean, it was, <laughs> I was basically the poster child for what not to do. <laughs> Um, But it was fun. I mean, it was an experience, and I don't have any regrets doing that, but it's definitely not uh, for me. Um, Yeah, and then last year, I was just getting incredibly bored with um, training. You know, I had no, um, I didn't have any kind of drive or motivation to continue weightlifting. Like, I was doing it because I wanted to be strong and, and be healthy, but I was just getting so so bored and I needed something different to do and that's how I got into strongman because it's completely different
0: (laughs) yes I can't believe you've only been doing it for a year
2: not even technically what it'll be a year like the end of my first competition I did was in September
0: that's awesome Uh, I was listening to you on another podcast and I was like it just feels like you were custom made for this sport do you feel like that
2: I I kind of do. Like, I've, I've tried, um, like, way back in high school, you know, I did volleyball for a year because I'm really tall. Like, I'm just under six feet tall. And so, you know, volleyball seems uh, obvious. And yeah. I, really, I do love playing volleyball, but I was not competitive with it. I just like to play for fun. And um, a lot of the girls on the team, like, they came from – playing in, you know, club volleyball growing up. And here I am like first time ever going, you know, for a team. And I'm like, I suck. (laughs) It's like hit or miss for me. Like sometimes I'll have, you know, be good at playing it. And other times it's just, wow, why is she even doing this sport? Um, So I just like to play for fun. I did basketball when I was a kid growing up. And that seemed like an obvious thing to do because again, you know, I'm really tall. But right. one, my whole life, I was also a dancer, too. I did um, uh, ballet, jazz, hip-hop, all that stuff for, like, 10-plus years. Um, so when I was a little kid growing up and stuff, I took, I went to dance class. And then I also, in the summer, I did a basketball um, camp-type thing. Um, but I, I hated basketball. I was not – I really just never got really into it. It just seemed like an obvious thing to do because I'm really tall. And yeah. And like nobody ever introduced me to weightlifting. It it was always like, oh, you know, as a female, like you shouldn't be lifting heavy weights. You're gonna mess up your body. Like, you know, you're gonna damage you're gonna damage your uterus and not be able to have kids if you lift too heavy. <laughs> Literally, people would say that to me.
0: Whoa, <laughs> I've never heard that one before.
2: Yes, like you know, it's it's so silly as some of the ideas that people have about weightlifting especially as it pertains to females Um, there's a lot of silly myths out there so yeah it wasn't you know until years later where i i you know branched out on my own and just went on this whole like journey of discovery of other things you can do fitness related that are fun that you know and when i don't involve balls don't involve yeah don't involve balls you know volleyball basketball like when i got into strongman it was like wow Like, the very first competition I ever did, I was like, this is my sport. This is what I was created. Like, my body type, everything, like, it just fit. And I absolutely love it.
0: Like, how's, what's been kind of your journey to living in your body comfortably and kind of owning all six feet of you?
2: I, I really... I really, really love this question because I um, uh, have had conversations with girls, you know, I, I volunteer on a horse ranch and stuff. We work with at-risk youth and things, and sometimes we'll have volunteers there as well that, um, you know, are younger and stuff, and, and, um, and uh, so I've had conversations with girls that are really tall and they're just insecure about their height, you know, and, and honestly for me... I've never felt insecure about my height. I've always loved being tall. Like I've always loved wearing heels. I've never not worn heels because I felt insecure about being even more tall. You know, my closet is full of chucks and high heels. <laughs> and that's <Yeah>. my... <laughs> But like, I've always loved being tall. And like, my thing about it is like, um, you know, that's something you can't change. That's literally like you're born with whatever, you know, your genes are, are um, designed at, you know, whatever is this at at the moment of conception basically is when your DNA Uh is created. And height is just one of those things that, you know, you can't really, you can't do anything about it. So just embrace it and like, love it, you know, no matter if you're really tall Or if you're really short, like, own it and just be who you are. And, like, yeah, I've had struggles um, with my size, um, more so when I was bigger, you know, when I was, like, 18, 20, you know, in high school. In high school, that was the part that was a struggle for me. Um, It's not that I hated being tall. It's that I was so uncomfortable with my my body size um being bigger and not being able to wear cute clothes not because there was no there were no stores at that time that really carried anything that was cute like torrid wasn't even around
0: um oh my god I love torrid so much can we just talk about torrid? <laughs> I, love it so
2: much. I that's one of the places where I find shoes um, yes. yeah, but like in high school, like they, they weren't even, I don't even think they were around yet. They, they made, no. were around, but like only one or two stores in the whole country. You know what I mean? Right. So in high school, like it sucked because I pretty much had to buy clothes at Lane Bryant and I am not a fan
0: of Lane Bryant. Right. Yeah. And you're in high school, you don't want to look like you're going to an office job.
2: I don't want to look like, yeah, like, I'm, I, you know, I want to look cute and stuff. So that that was my only struggle. And it wasn't so much because of height, it was just because I was living a very unhealthy lifestyle. You know, I didn't know anything about calories or macros or any of that stuff. Um, and so my eating habits were really, really bad. And, um, yeah, for like a while there, I was like a, you know, size 20 basically for a few years before I finally got my craft together and started to, you know, be healthier.
0: Wow. That's so powerful too, that you're modeling this stuff for young girls now too. I think representation is so important just to see a woman who's six feet plus and owning her size and like to look at that and just say like, Oh, here's a totally different way to show up in a body than maybe the images I've seen.
2: Yeah, definitely. For sure. Like, um, yeah, it's just, it makes me sad. Like um, when I hear, like, I have a um, some friends who like their daughters are, you know, they're going through their growth spurts now. And, you know, they're, they've t- told me that they feel, um, they feel insecure about being tall and like they kind of walk like slumped over, you know, like your, mm-hmm. your shoulders, like you're kind of slouching cause you're trying to be smaller and it's like, no, you want to stand tall, stand proud and, and um, be proud of the fact that you are tall and just own it. Um, I think that's just important. And um, yeah. So any opportunity I have to like talk to a young girl and like just um, breathe that life into her about accepting you know, whatever height she's given, like, just work it. <laughs> that's so cool. I love that.
0: I've I've heard you mention um, how, like, affirming and encouraging the community of men is around you at Untamed Strength, yeah. which is so cool. And I've, that's also been my experience is that men in this community are just, um, just couldn't be more supportive and lovely. But tell me more about like your squad and untamed and the, certainly like the women I've met from there seem incredible. Like the guys seem incredible. What's that whole family like?
2: Uh, they're just, uh, amazing people. I mean, I was definitely, um, I guess you could say a little bit intimidated when I first went to untamed strengths because I'd never been to a gym like that before. You know, I was training at a um, I was training at two different places. I was training lifting weights at a commercial gym and then I was also taking um, classes the, the boxing and kind of hit classes at this other place um, which is a really cool place called Hit Fitness um, out mm-hmm. of the sack. So I would take their classes like a couple times a week and then lift at crunch um, but I just felt like something was missing um, and that's when I found the strongman and when I Googled, you know, strongman gym and untamed strength came up. I was like, okay, I guess this is the gym I'm going to check out because it's the only one. And I mean, I was a little bit intimidated when I first got there because, you know, it's this warehouse gym. It's like raw and like, you know, everyone's <laughs> just amazing, like lifting yeah. crazy weights. And I feel just a little bit out of place. <laughs> mm-hmm. But right away, uh, my very first Time going there it was on a Saturday, because um, it's on Saturdays in the morning. It's open to the public. Anybody can go and check it out for free. And so I went on a Saturday, and one of the members, you know, introduced herself and was like, "Have you been here before?" And I was like, "No," and I was like, "I was interested in the strongman stuff." And she's like, "Oh yeah, just you know, go go ahead and have fun. Take things out and play with it. Like you know, that's what it's all about." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> so, you know, it's like just have fun and and so yeah, everyone is really um really supportive and like my favorite thing is when someone's going for a PR, you know, like we'll crank up the music and everyone will stop what they're doing and just watch, you know, watch the one person and like cheer them on like come on, come on, go. Um so they, you know, help hype them up for the lift. Um which is really cool. Wow.
0: Yeah. That's so awesome. So what's what's next for you in terms of like competing or uh, new like implements or events you want to tackle? You're it seems like you're just getting warmed up on your journey. So what's what's in store in the next like year or two of strongman for you?
2: I'm I'm having fun with it. Like I honestly don't have like um, I don't have uh, any kind of focus to pursue it. Um, I mean, I want to. I want to see how far I can go. Uh, naturally, you mm-hmm. <laughs> heard naturally, um, and so I mean, I qualified for the USS Pro Women's Worlds. Um, I didn't even know, honestly, didn't even know about that competition. I I did nationals in June, and it was a blast. And then one of my friends, who I competed with, she messaged me on Instagram. She's like, Monica, did you know that we both qualified to go to the Women's Worlds. So I'm like, I don't even know what that is, but cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would not have even known if she had not messaged me. Um, I wouldn't even have heard of that competition. So that's the next one I'm training for. That's in October. Um, and then, of course, there's Winter Warrior, which I have to uh, defend my title. That's at Untamed Strength in December.
0: I just saw Gina posted the yeah. <laughs> the events today and I'm like getting like my heart is beating faster and I'm like should
2: I could I would I can I oh my god I'm so psyched <laughs> about the power stairs like I've been wanting to dude stop. I want to do those so bad what? what the heck like it's so funny I was talking to earlier today in the gym Kira was in there and her and I were talking about it and I was like Shawman is pretty much the only sport I can think of where you're actually excited to to get your butt kicked <laughs> to do like totally. ridiculous things that you know are just absolutely awful but
0: yes and car deadlift
2: I've never done a car I, deadlift I've done like either. simulated car deadlifts but I've
0: never done an actual one
2: I've never done a car deadlift either so I'm excited for that one too yeah
0: um i'm I'm less excited about the Viking press that's I'm a little that that's the one that's making my heartbeat. Like that one that's, that's, <laughs> looks a little scary to me. The way it's.
2: I'm excited because we have a we we just recently got a Viking press at the gym. So I my coach has me doing them <clears throat> in training for uh the pro uh worlds thing. Um so I've been like starting to do them and they're not too bad. The only thing I'm I'm worried about is you can't do a pu- push jerk. You can either push okay. jerk press or Or push press and i i think i'm doing push press but i'm actually doing push jerks so i gotta work
0: oh dang okay (laughs) um and what's the correlation between your push press and your viking press is it like one-to-one or is the viking press a different because it's has a lever well
2: you mean the the push press
0: right press like if I can push press. press 130 like does that mean I can push press 130 on Viking press or does that mean I could push press like 180
2: on oh Viking press? you know what I have no idea because <laughs> I'm I'm so new to the Viking press I don't know what the carryover is on that but I would probably say if you can push press 130 I don't see why you wouldn't be able to do that on the Viking press.
0: Okay, I'm gonna have to get higher than that for the opener for my
2: weight class. But, but are, you, are you going hypothetically? Middleweight. Yeah. Middle I think I'm going middleweight. Middleweight. Okay. Yeah. Um. What is the middleweight? Is that
0: one? I think it's 160. 160. Okay.
2: Oh, you can. So. It's done 130.
0: That's only. I have. I've done 130. That's so. You have
2: plenty of time. People
0: yeah. Yeah. So. Um, so you mentioned your coach No, who does your programming and then who does your coaching and, um,
2: that? so Matt, uh, at the gym, he's been helping me out, um, with my programming. He's, I guess you could say my, has been my coach, um, uh, Gina's, uh, boyfriend, Matt. Um, yes. Yeah. So
0: one of my heroes.
2: Yeah. He's awesome. Like he, he's been a huge help. Um, both him and Gina, especially at the competitions, um, just like the support and stuff. Um, and all the, like, the knowledge bombs that they drop. It's I've learned so much um, from, basically, from every competition I've done. Because they've pretty much been at everyone. And, and he's been doing my programming um, after. So he did my programming for Beast of the Bay and for Nationals. Um, and they were at Beast of the Bay because um, they were both judges there.
0: Yes. Yeah.
2: So it's just, it's just been Um, awesome all of the the help and stuff that they've given me Um, and I've I've definitely been learning a lot um, from the programming um, from from his programming like it's been teaching me a lot about how the accessory work Mm -hmm. is just as important as the main lifts. really yeah oh yeah you know you the main lifts obviously are going to be important but like you know, for my overhead, like my, my lats are still kind of weak. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
2: And so, doing, you know, lat pull downs and different things like that to help you know, build them up stronger, that's, it's still important to do those things um, and not only focus on just the main lifts. Um, so, that's definitely been a lesson.
0: Wow. Yeah, I hate accessory work so much yeah. um, because I, I want to, you know, I'm always like, I don't have time. I need to be doing big compound movements. Yeah. So I both don't want to hear what you just said and <laughs> and acknowledge that I probably, that's probably exactly what I need they're to hear. They're
2: definitely, they're definitely important. It's all the little, it's, it's all the little tedious things that you do in training that are going to have the biggest carry over um, to your performance when you actually compete. Oh, so, wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I really need to take that to heart. <laughs> so, and who else is in your support system and your training squad over
2: there or remotely? Uh, honestly, everyone in my life has been really supportive. Um, my family back home in Florida, like they, um, they've been a huge support and um, it sucks cause I was gonna, I qualified because I won Beasts of the Bay, I qualified for the Strongman Corps Nationals, and uh, they're in Florida this year, but I decided not to do it because just the the events that they posted and the weights and everything, you know, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: uh, just not there yet, strength-wise, and um, so I decided not to do it, and I was kind of bummed because my parents haven't, seen any of my, they've only seen videos, they haven't been able to go to any of my competitions, and that would have been cool, because it was right there, but but they've been really supportive, and um, everyone at Untamed Strength is awesome, my friends outside of the gym, they've actually, I have I have friends that want to do um, what, I, they want to do that style of training that I'm doing, they want to try Strongman, so they, they I've had people Friends of mine outside of Untamed come to Untamed on Saturdays to check out the gym and to try Strongman stuff because they see my, my posts on Instagram or whatever. And they're like, man, that looks so cool. Like, I want to try it. And they're all female friends. Like, I love it. Yeah. i my female friends to, to get after it.
0: That is so great.
2: Yeah. So.
0: It's fun. Well. I want to know about um, what events are like. You said truck pull is your favorite. Do you have like a absolutely your least favorite event? <laughs>
2: um, yeah, truck pull and tire flips. Those are pretty much on par as far as my favorites go. Um, unfavorite, uh, that's hard because there's a lot of events I haven't even tried yet. Yeah. Um, so I guess I'll find out if I like the Conan wheel because <laughs> I'm doing that yeah. I've um, never done oh. that before I don't like Zercher carry and that's similar to the Conan wheel so I probably but it's a moving event so I don't know um, I did not I don't like the Husafell in training mm-hmm. I didn't when I was training for Beast of the Bay I dreaded when I had to do, you know, my sets with the Husafel, Um mm-hmm. mainly because I, I just get beat up from it. <laughs> you know, all the bruises yeah. on your inner thigh and on your forearms. It's like, But, what you know, pretty much every event beats you up. So, <laughs> <laughs> But at the day of the competition, it's like, I don't like doing it in training, but the day of the competition, it's like, all right, let's beast mode this and, yeah. you know, kill it. And so I look forward to it in comp- day of competition because I just want to kick its butt.
0: Yes, that's <laughs> so great. Um, what kind of gear? I remember at Beast in the Bay, you were wearing these like amazing leggings, uh, but what gear is your favorite? Like, are there any brands that are kind of your go-tos for, uh, be it training gear or just like, you know, training gear, like actual strongman stuff or just cute athletic wear that you wear to train in
2: um so those were those were leggings from curves uh curves official whatever what's their instagram i think their instagram is curves official whatever and then they have another instagram called curves and combat boots um they're a veteran-owned company and so they they um uh yeah i i love their leggings i have i don't even know like six pairs six or seven pairs of their leggings. And I have a couple pairs of shorts. Um, I got introduced to till you collapse from a lot of the other girls at the gym because um, a lot of them wear pretty much nothing but till you collapse. Um, so I have, oh, I've never heard of that. Okay. They're, gonna... they're local kind of their, their warehouses in Rockland. So, mm-hmm. It's cool because you can actually make it make an appointment and go out to Rockland and shop the warehouse. You don't have to order online. Um, so I have a couple of pairs of their stuff that I really like. Um, as far as gear goes, for the long, I didn't even have anything for the longest time. Like I was training in beat up chucks for like my first three competitions. <laughs> That's um, cool. Like I, I, it took me a while to because the gear can get pretty expensive. Yeah. So now I, I finally have a pair of Metcons that I I really like. I got them so I could have them for nationals because we had a yoke event, and we had the sandbag medley at Nats, and so the mm-hmm. Metcons have that traction. They're yeah. way better than Chucks. Um, so I really like my Metcons, um, and I finally also got a pair of lifters, um, which have helped um, with my overhead and my squat. That you know that little angle. Yeah. It gives you. I really like those. Um, I just recently actually was at Nationals. Um, this girl that um, works at the super training gym, uh, Mark Bell's gym, uh-huh. she was there um, because she's friends with a couple of um, these other guys, um, Joey Zatmary and Uncle Nick. Um, so she was there for them and she had a backpack full of super training. Uh, sleeves and stuff. And so she gave me a pair of elbow sleeves. So that was my first time ever, you know, I've only been training with elbow sleeves for like a month. <laughs>
0: what are you, and what are those good for? I've never even tried them. They. I mean, I know, I know people use them, but
2: yeah. So um, they help keep your elbows warm, similar to knee sleeves. They mm-hmm. they help keep your joints warm. um, And they, it's just kind of, Gives you a little bit of extra like um, support, you know, because it's com- it's like, like a compression, right? Yeah. So actually, it's funny at Beast of the Bay, we had the the first event was the log, and my friend Nadia, who is a freaking beast, she yeah. Let me borrow her knee sleeves because she's t- a lot smaller than me, so her knees <laughs> were basically <laughs> my elbow sleeves that I used for the log press <laughs> at Beast of the Bay.
0: Yes. So, that's great. And do you use those for your Zercher carries too? Like just to protect your...
2: I haven't done... Okay. Uh, so I think on my next... I just finished my first training block for the worlds, And so mm-hmm. I think the next training block, which I'll get on Tuesday, I think that's when I'm going to start doing zerger carries. So I probably will use them for that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> mm. So... Um, what about foods? Like what are your go-tos for fueling for performance on competition day or even just like regular training day?
2: Um, so like my diet's pretty lax. I don't follow a specific meal plan. Like I don't, I, uh, I burned myself out pretty bad when I did that bodybuilding competition.
0: Yeah. That's a fast track to eating disorder city. And
2: I had an eating disorder when I was in high school. So, and I mean, that was a long time ago. And um, I totally thought I was mentally and emotionally strong enough to, you know, go through a bodybuilding prep. um, But I knew nothing about it. I was, I jumped in like, you know, I didn't dip my toe and I just like jumped right in the water and like, okay, let's do this. What am I doing? I don't know. Let's look, you know, I didn't know anything about, like post competition blues, you know, you do yeah. all this training and prep and all that. And then after the competition, it's like, now what, you know? And, mm. um, and I was so strict for that prep and everything. I, I was like extremely strict. I wouldn't even go out with friends because I didn't want to mess up, you know, my diet and all of that. And so it took me a couple years. That was like five years ago, and it and I actually fell into a really bad depression because I had gained like 40 pounds after the competition, and I fell into a pretty bad depression about that um, and about food in general. And it was it took me a couple it took me a few years to crawl my way out of that and have this different place in terms of my relationship with food. Um, So I don't have, like, a specific meal plan. I do try to stick to an 80-20 diet where I eat 80% whole healthy foods. You know, I eat a lot of proteins, chicken. I like lean ground beef. Um, I'm not a huge fan of turkey, but I'll eat it Mm -hmm. because it's protein. Um, So I try to get in, you know, at least 150 grams of protein a day. Um, Mm -hmm. But then I also enjoy myself. Like, I'm, you know – I'm probably gonna have a donut or two next week because we get donuts at work on the last day of the month. So, yeah, <laughs> enjoy yourself. And sometimes I can get a little carried away and enjoy myself too much. Um, <laughs> but you know, I I just yeah, I just don't like to be super strict. I mean, I'm I compete in the heavyweight, you know, category. And if I were to, if I wanted to compete, you know, in the weight class under, I'd have to cut like 80 pounds. <laughs>
0: no way. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
2: So, well, let's see. It ends at one, it ends 80, 80,
0: 180,
2: 165 to 180, 180, I think is middle weight. And I, yeah. I'm 244. So, yeah, you know, it's like, no way. Not yeah. To me. Well, I guess I could cut down to, I don't know.
0: No way! No way, that's crazy talk. <laughs> I don't even want to hear this nonsense. No, 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 I was,
2: I was thinking because uh, in Nationals, so Nationals has four weight categories, which is silly, but it's lightweight, middleweight, heavyweight, and then super heavyweight. So I actually, oh.
0: yeah,
2: I'm in the super heavyweight for Nationals, and I could, I could cut down to heavyweight if I wanted to compete as heavyweight for Nats, but that's cutting down to like 198
0: so still a lot yeah yeah quality of life yeah. does, doesn't seem worth the trade-off definitely
2: but competition day that's a whole different ball game when it comes to food um I mean everyone has their own approach mm-hmm. I like to eat a lot of fast um absorbing simple carbs because you're expending a lot of energy and you need to you need to replenish pretty quickly your, yeah. um, your energy, your glucose and everything. And so I usually have, like, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I definitely have Snickers and Rice Krispie Treats. Um, Ooh. All of the, like, you know, someone gives a $100 to a little kid and tells him to go crazy at a grocery store. It's, like, basically all that kind of food. Um, <laughs> and I have to have Chick-fil-A for breakfast that's my 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 competition day oh I love it what do you get from there um I get the the chicken biscuit I get the they have like a what's it called English muffin grilled chicken sandwich thing and hash browns oh yum so good well I want to talk
0: more about your faith and your faith journey so Obviously, following Jesus is front and center for you so yeah. I'd love to hear more about kind of what that looks
2: like for you just on a day to day basis Um, yeah I mean you know my faith uh, and I, I'm probably guessing a lot of people um, that do know that I'm a Christian are probably assuming that like I've always been a, you know a Christian I grew up in the church blah 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 and I did grow up I guess you could say in the church I grew up um going to Roman Catholic church um and I went to private Catholic school um through my sophomore year of high school and then I I switched to a public school my junior and senior year but like I didn't know I really didn't know anything about God or like I didn't understand mm-hmm. who Jesus is like what he did all of that like didn't click for me until after I moved out to California so I had actually um, turned away from God for several years and for a while there I even refused to acknowledge his existence I was like no I'm agnostic like yeah I think there's a higher power but I don't want to call him God because um, to me like admitting God exists um, also means like I need I'm you know I have to submit my life like I can't do whatever I want you know Mm-hmm. And so for several years, I, I lived, um, completely away from, from God and, and not, you know, be, uh, believing or anything like that. And, um, it wasn't until I moved out to California, like a couple years after I moved out here, um, <clears throat> someone told me about Bayside. And so I went to check it out, um, because I was feeling like, I, I was feeling this heart, this tug on my heartstrings. Um, and it was totally God, you know, um, I don't know how else to, to explain it, but it was him tugging at me um, to come back to him. And so I started going to Bayside and, you know, listening to the messages. And a few years ago, um, I was at an Easter service and just the, the message that the, peace, the preacher preached, it just mm-hmm. everything clicked for me and I got it. Like I understood what the whole crucifixion, what that meant for us. And so ever since that day, that was four, uh, five years, that was five years ago. Ever since then, like I completely surrendered myself and what that means really, like I have so many struggles in my life that, you know, I'm not perfect. Like I'm, I'm a follower of Christ, but that doesn't mean that I'm, I'm, I'm incredibly self-righteous and perfect. Like, right. Yeah, like I I struggle with pride. I struggle with selfishness, you know, um with impatience. Um and uh these things um you know when it, the Bible talks about dying to yourself, it's like dying to your flesh means um basically like you're you're dying to your worldly desires and you're following Christ. And like if it wasn't for Jesus, it's that heart change that I had, if it wasn't for that like I don't know what kind of person I would be now um, because I still struggle with these things, but it's it becomes less and less because the more I um, pray every day, the more I read scripture every day, the more um, the Holy spirit fills my heart and you know, the, my convictions change about what it is that I want. And I, I don't know if that makes any sense to, you know, non-believers. It probably doesn't, but I don't know how else to describe describe what it is other than a complete heart change. Um, that you
0: have. Wow. So. Wow. That's so, I, I love that. And so what else has shaped your faith in these years since you, um, you know, started going to Bayside or how does like, how does your faith continue to evolve?
2: Um, I, I've definitely, um, I love going on YouTube and watching um, like other pastors, um, listening to other messages. Um, and right now, like I'm just in the season of discernment because there's a lot, um, out there of false, um, false teachers. You know, there's the biggest issue is prosperity, the prosperity gospel, you know, the whole name, claim yeah. it word of faith, you know, put it out there and declare it and it's yours. And that's not, um, sound doctrine. That's not yeah. at all. <laughs> And so, um, I'm definitely like in this season of, um, just delving deeper into scripture and really understanding like what, you know, all these verses actually mean. And a lot of that really goes down to like what the Greek, um, the, what the heck's the word I'm looking for? Um, translation, the Greek translation, Mm -hmm. like finding out what the Greek translation is because that's the true translation. But anyway, so yeah, like I, uh, for a while, for a few years when I was a new, a new believer, um, God's basically was holding my hand a lot because I had struggles with, I um, had a lot of struggles with um, feeling like I'm not good enough and feeling mm. like I'm not worthy. Um, I had a, a lot of struggles on the world, the world telling me things about myself. And the things that the world tells you about yourself are lies, you know, especially for women, the, the crap in magazines, like women's magazines are the worst, uh, just the absolute worst for females. Like I recommend women don't read any female magazines out there because it's just, it's, it's nothing but them telling you that you're not good enough, that you have to change. You have to change things about yourself, you know? you know, um, and so for a few years, like, uh, that was a struggle for me was, was thinking I wasn't good enough. And it was God constantly reminding me that you are good enough. You know, you're my daughter. Um, mm-hmm. I created you in my image. You are perfect, um, because I created you, you know, and it's basically not listening to the world. And so, um, that journey was, took several years for me to really, um, be, have peace, in my heart about and now i'm on this new journey of getting deeper into scripture um and really understanding scripture so i can you know be uh ready to call out false doctrine when i when i hear it you know
0: So I wanted to ask you when I think about untamed strength, I automatically think metal soundtrack. So are you a metal fan or like what, what's your music to get fired up oh, to yeah, train? I totally
2: love just nothing but metal. <laughs> <laughs> I do like some metal. Like I I'm pretty eclectic with my music taste. Um, I have, I have everything in my playlist that ranges from Metallica to, you know, worship songs. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's um, it's a, quite a mix. Um, I don't know. I, I like all kinds of music, so I don't have like a specific genre that like just I gotta listen to this. Like when I'm driving, because honestly, nine times out of ten, when I get to the gym to train, someone is already like has their playlist going. Yeah. On the on the sound system, and so you know whatever is playing. Like I don't honestly like the music doesn't. Um affect me that that much in terms of like wow I'm my training is going to crap because the music sucks like yeah very I very rarely experience that and usually if if it's like oh uh, the song sucks a lot of people agree and so we'll have the person skip <laughs> <laughs> but like when I'm driving to the gym like to amp myself up I honestly like I I listen to all like different Um, Sometimes I'll be in the mood to just hear country stuff Um, Mm -hmm. or like classic rock. I love, you know, the whole classic uh, ACDC, Guns N' Roses. Awesome. Yeah, like I love like that kind of stuff. Or sometimes I'll listen to worship music because I just want to sing out and rock out to Jesus. Um, (laughs) So it just, it, it varies, I guess. Yeah. Yeah
0: so when is is your next competition um gonna be september followed by winter warrior
2: uh it's in october so uh, i'm gonna go to it's in austin texas which is really cool i'm excited um to go there um so that one's the uss pro world thing um which is october and then winter warrior in december
0: so cool and then how can people follow you find you learn more about your doing follow your journey Uh, to austin and beyond
2: (laughs) uh it's just my name i okay at monica Roblicki. um yeah i don't i'm not fancy with my screen names
0: your Instagram is so fun. Also, in particular for how you clap back at people oh.
2: who try to get you to rep their products. Oh my! God.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really good.
2: You know, uh, I don't know. I'm just I get tired of the bots, and I also get yeah. a lot of DMs from the Elsa Labs, whatever. I don't know if you've ever gotten those, mm-hmm. but it's like I get like at least twice a week I'll get a DM from someone that says, I am the CEO of Elsa labs. And we want to, I'm like, how many CEOs does Elsa labs have? Cause I block them. <laughs> as soon as I see the DM, I just block them right away. It's yeah. Crazy.
0: Ugh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Is there anything I did not ask you that I should have asked you or anything else you want to say before we wrap up?
2: I do have something that I want to say and share really quick. Yes. Um, it's about my ministry that I'm starting, still Ooh. being formed, but it's called Fearless Warrior Ministry, and it's for um, young girls and women. Um, the my the vision that I have for it is to do these kind of strong man style boot camps for young girls and women to have the similar experience that I've had when I first started doing strong man. You know, trying different things and um, Basically, it's it's to, to it's a way to show them um, they are capable of doing things that they didn't think they could do um, to help build their confidence. And of course, teach them about their identity in Christ.
0: <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. And when are you going to start getting this off the ground?
2: Um, it's, uh, I mean, it's kind of a slow process right now. I have one of my friends, um, her and I are doing it together and then I'm still searching for one more person to join the team so that I can actually apply for my 501 3C uh-huh. uh, to be, uh, officially a nonprofit. Um, and then it's a, also a manner of, um, finding like equipment, um, like I'm still searching for a big, like tractor tire. Um, but it's awesome. The owner of Hearts Landing has offered her facility for me to use. Oh how cool. To do the boot camps at um at least temporarily. Um so once I once everything is in order then I can actually start hosting these and doing these. I don't know when it's gonna actually begin. Um because we're still like in the the super beginning stages. But I do have an Instagram created um and I post every now and again, right. Um, just to kind of get something going and get some attention on it. Um, but hopefully, and I'm, I'm hoping in the next couple months, um, everything else will fall into place and then we can actually start. Awesome.
0: Well, please keep me posted about it and we can like have a fundraiser for it or do something.
2: Yeah, that would be a lot of fun for sure. All right. Thank you so much, Monica. Thank you. This is awesome
1: yes monica is bold and fearless and a lot more metal than i think she gives herself credit for so follow her journey at monica Rublicki on instagram giggle as she claps back at uh bots and trolls and aspiring suitors And definitely check out her upcoming competition, USS Pro Women's Worlds, and defending her title in the Winter Warrior, uh, December 7th at Untamed Strength in Sacramento. Watch that come up if you're in the area. Mix it up with some epic, epic strong people. I hope to be there. And, guys, that does it. This is it. End of season one. Thank you so much for being with us on this wild ride, Uh, slumber party slash training session with all the coolest women I know, getting to talk about our favorite topics. What a joy. It's been a total dream come true to get to do this. So I don't know when we'll be back with season two, but we will be back. And until we're back, please don't be a stranger. Follow us at Valkyrie Garage on Instagram. I'll see you at various Strong People events and, and on the interwebs.
0: Love you guys.